is SBR, the People's Pod, giving you unfiltered and unqualified content every single week. I'm Cliff, he's Joe. Welcome back, everybody. What's up, everyone? Oh, man, it's fun right now. It's fun <laughs> right now. Woo! Fun. What a wonderfully messed up playoffs this is. Eight and seven <laughs> seeds, taking top seeds to the brink, the New York Renaissance. There's a lot of stuff, but let's start by taking a double step back, looking at some of the news. Joe? Playoffs are injury central. Embiid, Kawhi, De'Aaron Fox, Depot, Hero, Ja, who's back? Giannis, who's back-ish? Joe, man, what the hell's going on? (laughs) A lot of injuries. I I have some theories about this, but, I mean, it sucks. Honestly, it just ruins ruins the playoffs. And how are the Warriors so lucky? They are so lucky. They are so lucky. You need a little uh, luck, but dang, they're they're really lucky. They got some, they got some prayer warriors over there or something. <laughs> yeah, that's like a poker tournament, right? Poker tournament. You got to get lucky a couple times. Yeah. But okay, next one. Nut punches galore. <laughs> I mean, Dylan and LeBron, JJ and Schroeder, Harden and Royce. What? What's happening right now? I, I, look, I don't even agree with this. The th- that happens. <laughs> like sometimes when you play basketball, it actually happens a lot. I think people have forgotten how often it accidentally happens because it happens all the time. Guys go down. You know, you accidentally get hit down there. I just think they're making a crazy deal of it. And because they gave Harden that... Uh, flagrant two, which was ridiculous in my opinion. I don't even think that it should have been a flagrant foul, honestly. Maybe flagrant one. I don't think it should have even been flagrant. I think it was just an accident. But now it's like they've set that precedent, so they got to give everybody a flagrant two whenever they, you know, accidentally get hit down there. I don't know, man. I just, I think they're making too much of it. Joe, Ime Udoka's back. He's back. And he's coaching in Houston. I guess they ain't back. afraid. <laughs> of course he's back. They were Philly was like ready to fire Doc, but then they heard some things. They're like, ah, nah, we're not doing that. <laughs> but Never Houston's mind. like, all right, let's do it. Joe, Yudoka's back. I don't even uh, know which way. I don't want to go with this. I think he'll help this. out Houston in the X's and O's. Hopefully, <laughs> it, it hasn't dropped, right? Like... The story hasn't dropped yet? No, it has not. We still don't really know. Still don't know yet. just going to be looming. It's like a guillotine that's just like (laughs) looming there. I wouldn't do it, but I guess they... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For them, it's worth the risk. I mean, they're Houston. Yeah, yeah. It's it's true. They're they're at the bottom. You know what? I mean, they may get Wemby. They might yeah. be something. I mean, what's the worst that could happen, honestly, for them? It's true. There's no expectations. Yeah, they roll the dice, they lose Ujoka, and they just get a new coach. I mean, it's whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last thing. Banquero, rookie of the year. Mike Brown, coach of, of the year. Markinen, yep. most improved player of the year. JJJ, defensive player of the year. Are you happy with the results thus far? Pretty much, yeah. Well, I think well-deserved across the board. Uh. Yeah, I, some people, if anything, the only thing people might complain on is maybe defensive player, but I think JJJ was a beast this year, so well-deserved. Okay, here we go. Let's get into our game for today. Today, we're going to talk about individual players because that's fun, and we're going to do a... I don't know if we've played this game before, actually. I think we might have, but let's play Promote or Demote on their ESPN NBA Rankings Mm-hmm. You like it, Joe? <laughs> I did not bet it with Joe beforehand, but I think we, play, <laughs> think we played this well, before. I don't. Uh, I oh, would no. like. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! A slightly more interesting name, but this is no idiot sandwich. It's not. <laughs> okay, then should we do trash or treasure? I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining. No, we'll just uh, we'll go with this for today. It's fine. All right, here we go. First one up, let's talk about Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler has the Miami Heat one win away from sending Mm. the number one team in the NBA home 
in the first round. Joe, he is 37-6-5-2 on 63% from the field, 53% from three, under two turnovers a game. Joe, Jimmy Butler was ranked 17th by ESPN. Behind him, AD, Beal, Gobert, and ahead of him, Cat, Dame, Trey, PG-13. Joe, promote or demote Jimmy Butler? I obviously promote. Dude, That it's the people who are ahead of him. (laughs) Cat, PG-13, even Trey Young... Who look, Trey's proven himself in the playoffs too. Like he's Ice Trey. He ain't overrated, bro. (laughs) But I mean Trey does some weird things, questionable things, you know, during the season, his leadership, his locker room, like all this kind of stuff. I mean, Jimmy, Jimmy is Jimmy. uh, One thing you can never fault about Jimmy, right? It's like he's got the Russell Westbrook attitude. Yes. Right? Like at least he's there to play. Whenever he's available, I'm he's hooping, playing. As he's he hooping. says. Yeah, and he does, does he always have the killer numbers? No, he doesn't always have the killer numbers. No. But that doesn't mean he's not playing, right? It doesn't mean he's not trying. It doesn't mean he's just, like, phoning it in. No, he's still on the court. He just doesn't – he's he's not a natural scorer. So he's not always going to, you know, be looking to put the ball in the hoop. But, man, when playoff time comes, this guy just refuses to lose. <laughs> and it's amazing. He just dropped 56. <laughs> 56 on the Bucks. Joe. Honestly, Cliff, I have not been I haven't had any real emotion during this playoff run. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, I'm watching the Lakers, All around. you know, I'm watching Yeah, I'm I'm watching the Suns, you know, I'm watching Golden State Kings, I'm watching You There's know, been I'm watching good the games. games. There's yeah, they're interesting. I, Atlanta Celtics. I mean, it's been interesting for sure. But I haven't really been emotionally invested. The Kings, Maybe Lakers Warriors, game three. Because I, I did want us to, to, to like, shut Dylan Brooks up. <laughs> he found a way to get me in there a little bit. But, man, watching Jimmy 56 on the Bucks with Giannis back. With Giannis. Three of the best defenders in the NBA. Probably three all-defensive team guys, first or second team. You got Brooke. You got Giannis. You got Drew Holiday. I mean, Chris Middleton isn't really a slouch defensively either. And he's just you, – all you have to do is stop one guy. One guy. <laughs> There's literally one guy on the Heat who's, like, decent. <laughs> like, not that Jimmy but- – I mean, Jimmy Butler is obviously good, but the next guy – after you know what I mean, like Jimmy Butler is the only All Star caliber player, but even the next guy after him is not even close to that. <laughs> Bam Adebayo was making Brook Lopez look like Will Chamberlain up there. Dude, Bam like, Adebayo, oh. I'm sorry, but Bam Adebayo in the playoffs, this guy sucks. Like, like <laughs> seriously, like, what's happening? How many, how many times have we seen Bam Adebayo just disappoint in the playoffs? Disappear, disappoint, and Jimmy Butler is like, and then Tyler Hero's gone. He's hurt. Yeah. You gotta you. <laughs> you gotta worry about Max Drews and Gabe Vincent and guys Caleb like Martin. that. Caleb Martin, even Depot, Larry, even Depot tragically got hurt again. Oh, All Depot. you have to do is stop Jimmy Butler, and he drops fifty six on you. And they were up big in the fourth quarter. The y- the Bucks were up big. They were up and fourteen. Then- they were up 13. They were up 14 with like nine minutes. They were up 13 with like six minutes, something around there. And then the Heat went on a 30 to 13 run. <laughs> Ridiculous. Led by one Ridiculous. man. Ridiculous. Led by one man. One, one man. One man. One man. Joe, it's crazy. Let, me, let, me, let me put this in context. Jimmy's postseason right now, thus far. Everybody. Let's talk about everybody. The top five in player efficiency rating in PER this NBA playoffs with at least four games played. You got Mason Plumlee at 26.3. Wow. He had a great game last night. <laughs> he had a great game last great night. Game last I think night. that's how he snuck in there. You had Anthony Edwards, 27.3. Great series he played yeah. for Minnesota. Good series for Everybody him. Everybody yeah, else was, was trash. Cat. <laughs> 
You trash. <laughs> How can you take nine shots in a oh game? Oh, my gosh. Cat, you – Cat is so trash. Oh, my. They ranked Cat over Jimmy Butler, Cliff. They did. You got Nikola Jokic at 28.1. Predictably, he's playing yeah. not great. But he's still producing major numbers. That's how he's, he's up there. He's a, his yeah. efficiency his is numbers, not good. His efficiency is always going to be great. Number two, Devin Booker, 30.4, who has been spectacular. Yeah. Spectacular. That's my boy right there. Book has been amazing. Spectacular. Might be the best player in the playoffs. Might be. Mm. So he's number two at 30.4. Number one, you guessed it. Our boy, Jimmy Buckets, his PER is 37.5. That is the second greatest PER in a playoffs all-time history. All-time. Right under Hakeem, the dream Olajuwon. Obviously, this has to come. It has to. It has to. No one can keep this up for that long. But, man, he is awesome. Just another showcase of how awesome Jimmy Butler is. He's 35th in playoff PER for his career. His career. That includes all the times that he was low numbers in Chicago and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But he is 35th sandwiched right between Moses Malone and Larry Bird. That is insane. Moses and Larry? Two guys widely considered to arguably be a top 10 player. One guy inarguably, but another guy arguably. Larry Bird for sure. Moses knocking on the door. Probably right outside. Right outside. That's crazy. Those are all-time players. Jimmy Butler is like not even considered like a top 100 player probably. He's considered a 17 player. In the in the current NBA <laughs> right now, that's true. Yeah. Man, I mean, yeah, they're debating whether Jimmy Butler should be a Hall of Famer. That's like what the debate is right now, and it's crazy. It, like to me, if you're gonna go impact on a team, if you're gonna go what this guy does, what it matters, he's inarguably. But yeah, you look at his career numbers, and they just kind of don't match up. They don't pop. They don't pop. But I think. I mean, if they beat the Bucks, he has to be a Hall of Famer, period. Like, if they take out a one seed, he's already dragged a team kicking and screaming to the NBA Finals, okay? He already did that. He went toe-to-toe with LeBron with, like, no help. Bam was even hurt. The little help mm-hmm. he did have was hurt. And, I mean, he gave he gave the Lakers everything they could handle in that series. Last year, he drags them again. <laughs> Again. And screaming to the Eastern Conference Finals. They're a shot away. One shot. I mean, they're a shot away. And it's like, come on, man. Game seven against the Celtics. They're a three away, man. They're right there. And this season, if he beats. If he beats Giannis, who is consensus at this point the best player in the nba yes i mean yes he got a little help like if Giannis was hurt the whole series and he didn't play again i'd understand he played in game four and he seemed pretty good he had a triple double right (laughs) and still it just jimmy was the best player on the court by far by far by far and he dominated I you got to you, you got to put him in there. Like he has to be a Hall of Famer. I don't think there is a guy. I mean, Cliff, is there anybody who is even remotely close to Jimmy who is like a good player in the regular season but becomes just another level, has another level on top of another level when they get to the playoffs? I don't think we've ever seen anyone like this. In NBA this history. Like, in NBA history. This is so unique. That you talked about the Lakers, right? Maybe Maybe post-first championship Shaq is the only other one. But even him, he was putting up good numbers in the regular season. So it's not right. like... Yeah. Like Jimmy's numbers are 21, yeah. 21 six, six in the regular season and <laughs> four seasons in Miami. 21 six, six. This playoffs is 37 6 5 2 
What? That is crazy. What is That's going crazy. on? He is unbelievable. Unbelievable. To me, the only person that did that, that kind of phoned it in in the regular season, but turned into a different player, is Shaquille O'Neal. Mm. I mean, maybe Kawhi. Really maybe like... Kawhi. Maybe Kawhi. The thing is, uh, Shaq phoning it in. I mean, obviously, Jim, Jim, I don't think Jimmy's phoning it in, you know, in the regular season. Yeah. I just think he, I don't know, something comes out of him in the playoffs. Obviously, most great players play better in the playoffs because you play more minutes, you know. It's, more at stake. It's really, yeah, you're you're very focused. Yeah, you don't want to lose, right? Sometimes during the regular season, it's it's, you know, a back-to-back on the road and you're tired and there's all these other factors, right? So those things are always going to affect your numbers. So it makes sense. But when you're in the playoffs, you're you're looking at film, you're ready every day, no back-to-backs, right? You know exactly what the game plan is. And so the question is, can you execute it? Almost every great player has better numbers in the playoffs except for James Harden. And Jason Tatum. <laughs> and Jason. Oh, gosh. Are we, we're not talking about Tatum today? Man, this guy is... He's a disappointment for sure at the mm-hmm. moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jimmy, I mean, it's another level. <laughs> it's My another God. level, Cliff. It, it is beyond. It's super My Jimmy. God. My God. It's it's incredible. It's incredible. I don't think so. I, I think you're right, right? Every player that goes into the playoffs either powers up or powers down. Hmm. You know? And yeah, I mean, mo- most great players, honestly, most all-star or better caliber players play better in the playoffs. Yeah, you know, at least in some way, right? Their efficiency might go down a little bit, but their numbers will go up, you know, or, or vice versa, like something, right? Unless, except for you know, James Harden and Cat <laughs> and Tatum. Those are the three. And Tatum. Those are the three. I guess those are the three guys. You know, man, but man. Joe, is there a greater power-up in NBA history than Jimmy Butler? No. No. <laughs> Definitively no. I can't think of another player who's even remotely close to this. He has borderline all-star numbers during the regular season. He has like CJ McCollum's numbers during the regular season. <laughs> <laughs> Friend does. of the pod, CJ. Yeah. I mean, we love you, CJ. We, you steal all our stuff, but it's fine. <laughs> it's cool. Take all our takes. <laughs> but and then in the postseason he freaking becomes prime jordan his dad he turns into his dad <laughs> his father he morphs into his father the goat mj <laughs> mj butler <laughs> oh my god uh joe we talked about this before we talked about this before we have it on our socials, but Jimmy Butler is the one and only Mike guy. Yep. He's the Mike guy of the NBA. Transforms from lovable goof, wearing crazy dreads at the beginning of the season, <laughs> blasting country music, big face coffee, driving uh... his minivan. As you said, no three jutsu, <laughs> all physical. And yep. then all of a sudden, when the playoffs come, he opens all eight inner gates and going toe to toe with Uchia Madadakumpo, you know, <laughs> <laughs> takes him to the brink, takes him to the freaking brink. Win, lose, or draw. My God, yeah. my God, Jimmy might Butler. take him out this time. This might be a little retcon. This here. might be the time. <laughs> this might be the retcon. Cliff, what if Jimmy like went to the finals? In this ridiculous East where people were, you know, it's like wasn't even a question. Cliff, we didn't even pick the East last week. We didn't because we thought it would be a waste of time. I'm going to be honest. I thought it would be chalk. I just thought like, yeah, of course, the top seats are going to win. Bucks are going to destroy. Bucks are going to destroy the Heat. Well, I I didn't think they would. Honestly, I didn't think they would destroy the Heat. I thought it would be like six games. I do respect Jimmy in the playoffs. So I thought, yeah, they'll put up a respectable fight. I thought the Celtics would sweep. Like, but I thought but, the Celtics but would even before, the like I thought the Bucks would destroy because Udonis Haslam has been so pissed at this team. I was like, That's true. they don't have it. They don't That's have true. the chemistry. We both thought that. Yeah, I mean, I definitely didn't think that he'd had what it took to win. Or even yeah. though Jimmy was, you know, Jimmy, it's like this year just it didn't look right. They didn't have the defense. 
By the way, there's other things going on. Th- this Heat team, like Duncan Robinson, is alive out of nowhere. What happened? Like, how is he? Lazarus, how is he back? This guy's out of the grave. Okay, like this dude has been straight up. He was dead, Cliff. Hundred percent dead. Back? This guy couldn't even see minutes. DNP was like his middle name. Okay. All of a sudden, Tyler Hero gets hurt. They need something. They need scoring punch, and he got his confidence back. It's amazing. So they're like truly dangerous. I think he's the main reason for them. He's, I think, one of the highest. No, he's second on the team in, in plus minus. Mm. Number one, not Jimmy, because this guy he plays too many minutes to be the number one in plus minus. It's Gabe Vincent, Cliff. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. These guys, man, they just find a way. You got Caleb Martin out there. They just find a way. Tearing it up in the fourth quarter. You got Kyle Lowry taking charges. He's been doing that since he was a baby. That's since the thing. When you open the eight inner gates, it pumps up everybody else. Oh, yeah. That's that's what happens. You get oh. Gara throwing the sand to, dra- yeah. to get Kakashi up there. Kakashi using oh. his freaking thing. And then <laughs> you got the, the fourth coming in, taking the balls away. Like, they're all playing their part, right? They're just doing their yeah. little side part. But, man. The you got Mike guy going hard in the paint. <laughs> I mean, he's open. He gave a little bit of that QB chakra to everybody. It's like you know when you're spreading it out. It's not usually a Gates thing, but yeah, you know what? It, you're right though. It's it's not that because it's just inspiration is what it is. It's inspiration. Yeah, right? you just see him and you're like, dude, this guy doesn't even have three jutsu. <laughs> he doesn't he's even have. He's all physical. All right. He is all hand-to-hand combat. He has no ranged attacks. How can you beat guys with crazy eyes and all the jutsus in the world and all the tailed beasts? You got it all. And he all he no got range. are his hands and his feet. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's all he got. <laughs> that's all you have, your hands and feet, Cliff, and maybe a couple kunais, although I can't remember my guy ever using those. <laughs> no, he doesn't even use those. He uses nunchucks. Carry, That's all he uses. He doesn't even carry some ninja stars, Cliff. He just nothing sharp. Bare hands, just bare hands, bare feet. That's all he has. Oh man, Jimmy Butler. He's definitely the most inspiring guy. I mean, I was so into that game, Cliff. I was watching it in the car. I wasn't watching it, but I was listening to it. Yeah, and like on my phone, Dude. and I was so pumped up. And oh then I finished gosh. it at home, but yeah, it was man. I was uh, watching it on my phone because anytime I put something on the TV, Logan always goes, "If you get to watch something, I should be able to get to watch something." <laughs> yeah, I'm like, Ugh. so I'm like, listen to it on low volume. And I'm like, oh! <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, pop, pop in those Bluetooth headphones, man. But yeah, but. Logan started to watch, and he was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> Even he is aware of what was going on. I'm, Micah watches basketball with me now because he's at that age. Yeah. But Yoshi doesn't – you know, he's not super into it. But even he got into it. <laughs> yeah. Because, wow, how amazing is it to watch someone just take over? Yep. That is translatable at any age. Cliff, real quick, all day or cray-cray, Jimmy has been the best – Performer in the playoffs so far. Cray cray. Wow. Really? I thought you would go all day for sure. No, book book has been the best. Oh, that's my answer. Book has been the best. He has. Like consistently. I know. Like, but dude has been popping forties quietly. It's because it's the, the Clippers. Right. No Kawhi. So, but he's been let me just show Book a little love because we're not going to really talk about him today. But 37, 6, and 5 on 60% from the field, 47 from 3, 86 from the line. How is his plus PER not up there with Jimmy too? Like, I he, mean, his, he's, yeah, he's at 30, which is still – Which is incredible. High. Incredible. Yeah, it's very high for PER. But, I mean, for Jimmy swing has been – For a guard. Incredible. And I think Jimmy, like performer wise, I do think Jimmy has, he's been, he's done more because he's done more with less. 
Yeah. Right? I mean, he's facing the number one seed, and he's got nothing on his team. I mean, it's just him. So I totally give Jimmy that. But to me, Devin Booker has looked like the best player in the NBA in the playoffs so far. Mm. And I know that's like – like I was kind of getting upset. Like they were not showing him love. Even now, they're still kind of not showing him love. Like all the news is about – Westbrook, it's about Kawhi being hurt. Like that yep. that's what all the stories have been about. Everybody's yeah. hating on the Suns because yeah. KD and Book and CP3 are like playing too many minutes. And I get that cuz Yeah. Yeah, that all makes sense. But dang, show this guy some love, man. Like give him his flowers. He's tearing it up right now. This is a whole series. The series is over. Yeah. <laughs> right. They won. And he averaged and g- 37, 6.5, and, and 5 through a whole series. He's averaged 2.6 steals, Cliff. And in game five, when they were up a ton, the Clippers were roaring back. Roaring yep. back. They were – I'm like, this game is over, over. Yep. But they were just hitting threes, 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 threes. And the only – this is like – what was happening with Jimmy Butler, except if it was spread out amongst the team. Right. But the difference is Devin Booker stopped it. <laughs> he yeah. stopped it single-handedly, hitting mid-range jumpers. He was the yeah. only one. Not KD, not CP3. Nobody else was hitting shots. Well, he KD hit one shot, but that was when it was yeah, kind I of mean, over. They, they ha- like, honestly, though, I got to say, wa- I watched every game of this series, like start to finish. Booker looks better than KD. Wow. Like straight straight up. Yeah, I mean, KD, something looks a little off with him. Mm. You know, like he looks like like they're rushing him. The defense is rushing him. Yeah. He hit two shots off the side of the backboard, Cliff. Did you, you, you see that? Oh, it was like game – what game was that? Game three, I think. I don't remember exactly, but I've never seen KD do stuff like that. Like he got pitched to him. For a corner three, one was a corner three and one was a was like a mid range, and I mm. ne- you don't see KD do that a lot. Even on his dribble pull ups, mm. where he dribbles into the lane and he kind of stops, stops on a dime, shoots a little fader, and he's made a bunch of those, but he doesn't look as smooth as Book does. Like Book looks like he can get to his spot easily. Like he's ex- going to get exactly to his spot. He's going to stop on a dime. He's going to raise up and he's going to get that shot. And yeah, he'll make or miss, you know, obviously, of course, that's everybody. He's making a lot more than he's missing right now, but he looks like he's getting his offense a lot easier. I know that it's because most defenses are geared toward they're doubling Katie. Like I understand that, but Katie just, I don't know what to say. It's weird. I know it's just one series. Maybe it'll change in the next series. Maybe, look, he's not going to keep up this efficiency. I'm sure it'll go down. But right now, I love the fact that he's looking off KD. Uh, There have been a ton of plays this series. KD's on the wing. He's clapping for the ball. He's literally clapping. He's yelling at Booker at top of the key. And Book looks at him, dead in his eyes, drives middle, pulls up, and hits that jumper. I've seen it like 10 times in this series at, at least. And to me, I'm like, that's the right play. Because as soon as KD touches that ball, it's less than 10 seconds on the shot clock. What's going to happen? They're going to double him. Yeah. And then he's going to be forced into some weird tough shot. Or he's going to throw it out to CP3 in the corner. Because Book's guy's not going to leave him. They're going to throw it out to CP3 in the corner. He's going to miss a wide open three. (laughs) Or Torrey Craig. And that's just that's bad. That's not good offense. I'd rather have Book go one on one than KD try and make a play with less than ten seconds on the shot clock, where you know Booker's not going to be an option. Mm. So I think I like I don't know if you have Phoenix over Denver. I have Phoenix over Denver. Yeah. I once KD got traded to Phoenix, I was like, okay, Phoenix is going to go to the finals. They are. I mean, like, how can you stop them? You can't stop them. Are you worried about lack of depth? Are you worried about their defense? Are you worried about too many minutes? I think Denver will be their greatest challenge. Mm-hmm. I had I had Denver going to the finals before, like, preseason. I had them going right before KD got there. But now it's just like they can't hang. It's I don't – I love to pick – teams with multiple closers and they Mm. have two closers 
you know. Mm. And Denver has like three closers though. <laughs> They're all the same person. Just <laughs> no, they have, they have one Jamal closer. Murray. They have Jamal Murray. They have Jamal Murray, and then they have Michael Porter Jr. That and that Michael guy. Porter Jr. counts as two. <laughs> he has never seen. <laughs> he has never seen a shot he did not like. But he, I mean, he, I we will see. I think this is the matchup of the Titans. Okay, we'll see it. But I have Phoenix going in seven. Oh, same. I think same. Six or seven. I'm not sure about the games, but I do. I do like Phoenix. It's gonna be. But high I, 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 I'm gonna be honest. Coming in, I wasn't that confident about Phoenix. Yeah. I mean, I knew they would beat the Clippers, but I wasn't that confident because I was worried about KD. Actually. Yeah. Yeah, about like the Celtics and what happened to him. Yeah, last year, and I think he's still. I don't think KD is as good as people think he is. Ooh, right now. I mean, I'm not, and I'm not like I thought he was still you know potentially the best, the best player. player in the NBA. Yeah, coming into the playoffs, but now that I've seen him two playoffs in a row, be just like limited. Yeah, I think. But watching Booker has made me more confident in Phoenix. Because mm. I think Booker is literally like he's Kobe now mm. to me. He's stepping into that Kobe role. He has Kobe's game. It's very similar. He doesn't shoot a ton of threes. He's more mid-range. He doesn't have Kobe's, you know, he, he doesn't exactly have Kobe. He doesn't have Kobe's athleticism. Sure. But he has very similar game and mentality. I don't know if he's going to be able to channel all of that because he kind of failed last year. Right. But mm-hmm. I think having KD helps him a lot. It's like Shaq and Kobe kind of, mm. that's what I see it as because if there, if every team is going to say, Hey, we're not going to let KD beat us. I think book is just going to dominate the playoffs. There's a chance. Cause I mean, he's he already did it. One. Who's going to stop this guy one-on-one? Oh, he loves one-on-one. He hates double <laughs> they're, teams. <laughs> they're never going to double him? Yeah, I mean, that's how Dallas basically stopped him, right? Last year. They're like, hey, we're not going to let Booker beat us. Yeah. Well, let's make CP3 beat us. And CP3 was like trash. <laughs> like, he just couldn't do anything. He always has been. <laughs> All right, Joe, let's move forward. Let's talk about Kawhi Leonard. 35-7-6-2 on 55%, 60% this playoffs. Problem is, he's been load managing in the playoffs, missing three yep. games after playing in the first two. It looks like he has a torn meniscus. Joe, he was ranked 12th heading into the season. Behind mm-hmm. him, Cat, Dame Trey, the aforementioned. And ahead of him, Harden, Book, Ja, KD. Joe, promote or demote Kawhi Leonard? Of course, you must demote. You must demote. I don't think Kawhi Leonard should be in the top 25. Ooh. Cliff, you know, remember we did our we did our Kawhi Wiggins thing? We did. And look, who would you rather have right now? <laughs> Wiggins. <laughs> I mean, it's a pretty simple answer, right? Because one guy's playing and one guy's not playing. Like, one guy's the two-way player. <laughs> who cares how freaking good you are if you can't play? Mm. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how good you are if you cannot be on the court. This is a complaint that people have about, you know, Anthony Davis, right? It's a complaint that people have about certain players in the NBA. And uh, Kawhi's the worst since he's come to the Clippers. He has barely been on the court. And then, and here's why I kill Kawhi. If, if, if they made the finals that one season he was healthy, yeah, right? Like if they just beat Denver... And they, they got all the way through. And they didn't even get to the conference finals that, that year, right? Yeah. It's like if they went to the conference finals and then they went to the finals just that season. And th- and not even if they won. They didn't even have to win a championship. They just went to the finals that season with with Kawhi and Paul George healthy. I wouldn't I wouldn't kill Kawhi. Mm. Right? But you can't say since he won the title with the Raptors, what has he done? He's done nothing. They got bounced in the second round, and he choked in that game. He was terrible. 
I mean, PG was terrible also. <laughs> PG was worse, but he choked. And then the next season, he got hurt, and they went to the conference finals without him. And they then did. he just hasn't played, period. So you're going to tell me this guy is still, like, you know, one, vying for top player in the NBA? Mm. No, that's ridiculous. I'm sorry. Look, he had a great career. <laughs> I mean, he's done some cool things. I feel bad for him. Like, person, like just as a person, I feel bad that he has to deal with these things with his body. But it's ridiculous. You can't keep giving him credit for something he did five years ago now. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, oh, but he won that championship with the Raptors. Yeah, dude, that was like four years ago. Now he doesn't I- play. He doesn't play during the regular season, and then now he doesn't play in the playoffs. <laughs> he's played under 60 games in five of the last six seasons. You know, Joe, he's kind of like the Brandon Roy. Like, when he plays, he's one of the best of the world. Problem is, he doesn't play. The only game they won is in game one when Kawhi was taking over. Yeah, and no, I mean, he's – look, when he plays, he's amazing. He When he yeah. plays, he's amazing. He just doesn't play enough. Yeah, I think what's concerning is, like, the Clippers head coach, you know, Ty Lue, he told reporters, he found out Kawhi injured his knee on Wednesday. I was like, what? <laughs> like, he injured it long ago. You're just finding out. that. Then the team found out during shoot-around he's going to miss game three. What? <laughs> then Waj is like, hey, he actually heard it in game one, but he played through it in game two. And then Ty Lue's like, huh? <laughs> like, <laughs> look, the Spurs didn't want to touch him, right? They got rid of him. They purged him, even though he was a finals MVP with him because of mm-hmm. a degenerative knee disease, right? He's like, oh, their knee, his knee is right. If you've ever seen Kawhi walk, he looks like an old man when he's mm-hmm. walking. Mm-hmm. And so to me, it's kind of over. Kawhi is over. Like no matter okay. what he gives you, it's done. Yeah, There's no coming back now. I mean, they were talking about should should they try to play him like twenty minutes a game, try to manage him. I just think it's tough. I, once you're doing that, it's to the point where it it, it is kind of like the Brandon Roy situation, where it's like, unfortunately, you probably can still be a productive player, but in some ways, it's less helpful to have somebody who's that good when they play to play only those little minutes. Do you know what I mean? Because it's so weird to build around a pl- like you can't build around a player like that. But then you have this guy player. who's really yeah. good, but then he only play- can play like these few minutes, and then you can't rely on him, and then you don't know what's going to happen with his body. And then once you start to, it's like, oh, maybe we can count on twenty-four minutes a game from Kawhi, and he's going to be amazing in those twenty-four minutes. And then he gets hurt, and now again you're in this weird situation where you're like, what do we do? I think it's tough. Yeah, it- unfortunately. Availability is very important, as you've said. Even from a and that, and that's what you said is all from a team perspective. But even from an individual perspective, you remember the Princess Bride, where there was that machine that took like years off the back end of your life. That's basically right. what happens every time Kawhi takes the floor. Every mm-hmm. time Kawhi takes the floor, he's taking years or days off his knee, his knee. on the back yeah. end. You know, mm-hmm. is it worth it, man? Is it worth it? I don't think so. You I don't know? think so either. And that's yeah. why Brandon Roy quit. Because as great as he was when he was in, I think yeah. he realized like it's just not worth it. Mm. Which is sad. But we know Kawhi's great. We know how great he is, but it's over. He's he's gonna be one of those, yeah, interesting kind of legend, you know, mythical kind of guys. His I player. Mean, you, yeah. You yeah. called him Ukitaki. From Bleach. Yep. <laughs> Call them Ukitaki. Let me let me read you guys a description for those that don't know. Captain Ukitaki is a highly respected captain among the ranks of Soul Society for his calm and approachable demeanor. Ukitaki is also a highly skilled swordsman, one of the most skilled, having been trained by Captain Commander and considered one of his top pupils. However, while Ukitaki is a formidable opponent, his fragility and poor constitution <laughs> makes him a vulnerability and weaken him to a severe degree. Nevertheless, Ukitaki still remains strong, strong enough to maintain his position in the 13 court guard squads, but avoids battle if possible. 
<laughs> In other words, he is a highly respected NBA player among the ranks of the NBA. Uh, he is a highly skilled player, one of the most skilled. However, having been trained by Greg him, Popovich, <laughs> having been trained by Greg Popovich, however, while he is a formidable opponent, his fragility and poor constitution make him a vulnerability and weaken him to a severe degree. I didn't change any of those words, guys. That's just the description. Yep. Kawhi still remains strong enough to maintain his position as a 12th, Top 12th player in ESPN <laughs> NBA ranks. But avoids playing games if possible. <laughs> he likes to load manage. Cliff, uh, is it deniable that Kawhi's legacy is going to be load management? No. That's what he's going to be known for. Somebody, somebody he called me a casual for that take, Cliff. <laughs> somebody has ushered in that era. <laughs> I, I, I think it's undeniable that load management is Kawhi's legacy, unfortunately. He's a great he's a, player. But. He's ushered in that era. Joe, let's talk about my boy and your boy, the great, the West Beast himself, Russell Westbrook. <laughs> Joe, in the playoffs, he was 24-8-7-2-2, just got eliminated. 41%, 30, 36%, 88% splits. Prior to the Lakers, for those that don't know, on the Wizards, he was 22-12-12. Yes, he averaged triple-double and not just 10-10 on 44%, 32% on the Wizards. That was the 2020-2021 season. FYI, it was in 2015. During the Lakers, <laughs> he was 17-7-7 on 43%, 29%. Joe, I, I, I wonder what the difference is, Joe. I, I really wonder. But Joe, ESPN ranked him. 65th, 65th mm. behind, behind him are Horford, Desmond Bain, Dinwiddie, and ahead of him, Miles Turner, Jeremy Grant, RJ Barrett, Joe, promote oh. or demote Russell Westbrook. Uh, promote, obviously. Ru look, Russell Westbrook is, he's still a great player. Uh -huh. He still has a lot to contribute. Uh huh. We saw it in this series. Yep. He was carrying this team. Harry. Here's the thing. <clears throat> because people are so committed to their narratives, it's like, oh, the Clippers are trash now. You know? So, like, and also Phoenix is trash by extension <laughs> because they they're lost having the game? problems with the Clippers. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, no, I, I mean, Kawhi played that game, right? So then game two, Kawhi plays and Phoenix wins. Okay, I mean, people somehow are just, like, forgetting that that happened. Because yeah. everyone's saying, like, no, if Kawhi played the whole series, then the Clippers would have dominated. Well, I mean, he did still lose. Like, <laughs> they, they, he played yeah. and they lost. I mean, that, that didn't not happen. And he played well. Yeah, and he played well. I, I mean, would it have been more heavily contested? Sure. But, I mean, I, I think Phoenix would have still won. Um, and then Westbrook starts tearing it up. Yeah. Right? Games three and four, Westbrook was amazing. Uh-huh. And people just can't, like, acknowledge that, like, that he has the capability of doing this if given the chance, if given the opportunity. Yep. You know, like, basically, they're just saying it's some kind of lightning in a bottle. Like, people are just saying, like, I, I don't know. It's just, I mean, I don't understand it, you know? Like, he couldn't <laughs> do it with the Lakers. But it's unexplainable. Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, why is this unexplicable? <laughs> There's some obvious factors. Like LeBron James, like playing alongside LeBron James, and every single other player who has ever played alongside LeBron James has always had this problem. It's called the Law of LeBron. Look it up. <laughs> On SBR Pod, we invented it. If anyone out there ever says the Law of LeBron... <laughs> You know where they Cliff, got it from, Cliff. By the way, do you know who? Um, do you know who Pitch Meeting guy is? Ryan no. from Pitch Meeting. Uh -uh. Have you ever seen that from Screen Rant? Oh my gosh, Cliff! I have to send you a clip. He used JPM in one of his videos. What? He used JPM in one of his videos. He was. I forgot what he was talking about, but it was about. Oh, it was about Thor: Love and Thunder. So, if you don't know what Pitch Meeting is. It's this guy who 
you know, in in typical like TikTok fashion, he's talking to himself, but he plays a screenwriter and a and a exec, a film exec, where he okay. pitches a movie to himself, you know, but he's playing both people and he just like jokes about the movie, you know, how it doesn't make sense or like okay. plot holes, right? He just like talks about that, right? But he was talking about Thor Love and Thunder and he said <laughs> He said, we're going to have crazy jokes per minute. And then he was like, yeah, the JPM, he literally said, the JPM is going to be just out of control. And I was like, what? <laughs> oh, no. I don't know. A- anyway. Pe- people be stealing our stuff. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Um, Look, th- this yeah. season. He went from shooting 41% from the field and 29% from three to 49% from the field, 36% from three. That's so weird that he just, like, forgot how to shoot for, like – that's so weird. Yes. It's like, why does that happen? It's so you unexplainable. Clip, you know what also I hate is that on all the shows, they keep acting like he was so bad on all the other teams before he got to the Lakers. What are you talking about? <laughs> What the heck are you talking about? When he was on Houston, Houston was good. When he was on uh, the Wizards, the Wizards, they way overachieved with him. Have they ever made the playoffs since? <laughs> <laughs> Have they? I don't. Uh, I don't understand. And Brad Beal had like his best season ever playing alongside Russell Westbrook. Look when what he, Brad Beal when he was is in now. Houston. When he was in Houston, we were talking about how there is a Black Panther and there is a Killmonger trying to take the throne because they can't rely on the Black Panther right now. They have to rely on the Killmonger to take them further in the playoffs. And and, and let me get this straight, okay? So you're saying Russell Westbrook was the problem when Westbrook was playing with Harden because Harden is so amazing. (laughs) Because Harden, by the way, since then has been so amazing, right? Right, everybody? James Harden just been dominating everywhere he goes. He went to well, he was with Houston, and uh, <laughs> he was a lot of extracurricular in Houston. So he goes to Brooklyn, and uh, yeah, that worked out great, right, with James Harden. And then he goes to Philly, and that worked out great, right? <laughs> I mean, they're playing well now, but um, <laughs> I mean, I think that's thanks to Tyrese Maxey, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> Harden couldn't even. Uh, by the way, in the closeout game, Harden was trash. Of course, like five for eighteen or something. We know this. Ah, uh, we know this. Cliff, the all day or cray cray. Westbrook has redeemed himself and proven something to the NBA by his performance in this playoffs. Who is the NBA? Like scouts and coaches no. and no, it's cray cray. To the mm. players, they always knew. Mm. To everyone he steps on the court with, they've always known. To the media, mm. never. He is not. <sighs> That's he unfortunate. Not. I also think it's cray cray. Because, yep, they're not gonna they're not gonna change their opinion. It is. I don't think they'll change their mind. It is so bad. It is so bad. That KD in his press conference when he's playing against Russell Westbrook has to come out to his defense. That's how bad it is. KD and CP3. That's how bad it is. Like, those two guys, they've had bad blood. Yeah. At one point or another. But then they see their their rival just being dragged through the mud. It's <laughs> and, and, and they can't it they detest it. They can't stand it. It's crazy, though, Cliff, how much – it's like people know that the Law of LeBron exists and they're giving counter arguments to the Law of LeBron even though nobody on earth except for us <laughs> is asserting that the Law of LeBron is the reason that Westbrook did not play well with the Lakers. Isn't that true? It sounds like they're arguing against us even though they don't even – like nobody's saying that, right? Is anybody in mainstream media saying – the reason that Westbrook couldn't play well with the Lakers is LeBron. No. Nobody says that, right? Nobody no. says that. No. You know, Max Kellerman doesn't say that. Stephen A doesn't no. say that. Even no. Skip Bayless doesn't say that. 
No. Skip Bayless hates Westbrook, right? So, like, nobody – and then, obviously, there's the def- the Nick Wrights of the world, the Shannon Sharps of the world, you know, the Windhorsts and all those guys, the crew. Like, those guys obviously are – but it's yeah. crazy how they're – it's like they're talking about Westbrook as though somebody's saying that, even mm. though nobody's saying that. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, but he didn't play like this with the Lakers, or, like, why didn't he play like – it's like, what what are you talking about? Nobody's even saying that. We see things. It, we see the thing that everyone is dancing around, right? <laughs> Everyone's too scared to say it. I mean, even the commentary team, you know, the Lakers had a great game four. LeBron had a great game four to close it out, right? And they were talking about still yeah. the best in the world. Still. I'm like, really? <laughs> like, Really? And this this man, Devin Booker, can't get any love. <laughs> like he is barely a topic. He's dominating. He's he's <laughs> he's dominating. Joe, it's sad. But you know what? I still want Westbrook to leave and go to a non playoff team and drag mm. that team, drag it to the playoffs. And he can. And he'll average a triple double and he'll average twenty five. He'll do it. He'll do it. All right, Joe. Let's move on. Jalen Brunson. Mm. Who no one misses more than Luka Doncic. <laughs> <laughs> the man that was an afterthought in das- Dallas who turned out to be a pivotal player. They thought they could replace Brunson with Dinwiddie. That was a bust. They thought they could replace nope. him with Kyrie. A colossal disaster. They yep. thought, they thought <laughs> Luka... By himself, all hundred puppets defeated the Suns by himself. But it turns out, wow, Jalen Brunson was real, full real. Uh-huh. The world can see it now. Took he's taking this Knicks team that didn't even make the play in last year <laughs> to now putting them one win away from the Eastern Conference second round. Joe Brunson was ranked sixty seventh, pretty close to Westbrook. So. Same people. Miles Turner, Jeremy Grant, RJ Barrett are ahead of him. Joe, promoter demote, Jalen Brunson. RJ Barrett, Cliff. <laughs> RJ Barrett was ahead of Jalen Brunson. <laughs> on, on the basis of what, ESPN? <laughs> what did you base that on? Brunson was better than Barrett last year, and he for <laughs> sure is better than Barrett this year. So what you basing this on? They're on the same team now. I could see them right next to each other. Uh, <laughs> obvious promote. No one expected Jalen Brunson, including myself, to be this good. Yeah. He is he's very good. He is under he was before this season extremely underrated. I mean, he's gotta be he he's the best player on the Knicks. So he's gotta be a top. 30 player at least uh-huh. right i mean at minimum because he's on a playoff team and he's leading them into the second round and yeah. julius randall is still trash <laughs> this guy had like seven points or something the other day <laughs> what the heck is wrong with him like what is wrong with this guy he just hates the playoffs he just does he really does not like pressure because he's so bad under pressure but jalen brunson loves it I mean, you could see he's just built a little different, right? Like, mm-hmm. he he likes this pressure. Mm-hmm. He likes when people doubt him. He's not afraid. He's our favorite kind of player. Yeah. Our favorite kind of player. The guys he that is... are undervalued but rise up to the occasion. Mm. Yes, he's cut from that Jimmy cloth. Yep. He mm-hmm. <laughs> He knows what it is to step up when people need you and yep. – Jalen Brown, a, another guy. Yeah. He's a great guy for the Knicks. A little bit undersized. Yeah, he, as I've said before, he fits the exact mold of the kind of player that they like. It's, Only I thought he would underperform, but hey, he's overperforming. It's the I don't John know Starks. what it is about the Knicks. They love this kind of blue-collar guy, you know, type player who comes in. The John Starks type player, right, yep. who just comes in. They're trying to replicate that like, magic. Yeah. Like, I don't know. That is what he is. Unfortunately, Randall's got a little too much Ewing in him also. Yep. They're trying to <laughs> redo got... things from the 90s. Same with the Minnesota Timberwolves. 
Mm. Oh, they can't let go. That's just oh, they can't let gosh. go. But yeah, I love Brunson. I think yeah, he let's... was my he was my pick to be performer of the playoffs. And so you were. Yeah, that was right. That was right. Surprise performer, and he is he's stepping up in a big way. I didn't think they'd win this series. Give him his fifth props. in the NBA in clutch points per game, with for those that had ten plus played in ten plus games played in the clutch. Shooting fifty two percent in the playoffs right now, he's twenty four four five two point three two point three steals, forty six twenty eight ninety four. Like it's interesting because, yeah, it's interesting because we all know that De'Aaron Fox was the clutch player in the NBA, and uh, Jalen Brunson kind of reminds me of De'Aaron Fox, like the way that he gets his shots and he gets in yeah. the lane quick and he he rises up for that midi or he can get all the way to the bucket. So so let's let's props to him, man. Let's talk to Fox. Let's talk about Fox now. The inaugural clutch player of the year, 25-4-6-1 this season on 51% shooting, career highs in field goal, free throw, rebounds, nearly career highs in points per game, career low in turnovers and fouls. The playoffs bumped it up, 32-6-7-3 on 45% shooting. Joe, he was ranked 54th. Behind him are Tobias, Fooch, and Jordan Poole. Right ahead of him are JJJ, Jared Allen, DeAndre Ayton, Maxi, and McCollum. Joe, promote or demote on De'Aaron Fox? Oh, promote, obvious. I mean, if Jalen Brunson's got to be top 30, De'Aaron Fox has to be top 15. Mm. You know, I- I'm not sure. I got to think about that a little more. <laughs> I don't have to actually go through it. I mean, top 20 at minimum, right? He's got to be a top 20 player. I mean, look, there's guys like PG and Kawhi up there. And Cat. And Cat. Gobert. Yeah, and these guys. Beal. These guys, CP3. I mean, guys, like this is ridiculous. Adebayo. Oh my gosh! Like these guys gotta drop. I mean, I was thinking that before this season, and this season has just proven it. Yeah. Like, they come on. You can't live off pedigree. That's the thing. Okay. Like, yes, CP3, all time, amazing. Mm-hmm. Is CP3 at the moment a top twenty player? Are you kidding me? Is he a top fifty player right now? I don't think fifty. I don't think so. Like maybe he's borderline. I at mean, Mar- Markinen is coming. You know, Miles Bridges uh, is coming. This this is tough, guys. This is tough. Uh, Mikael Bridges. Um. I'm, yeah, I mean, this is uh, De'Aaron Fox. He got to be top twenty. He got to be top twenty, top fifteen. If they win this series, he's got to be top fifteen. Yep. Right now, he's got to be top twenty. You know. Uh. He's been amazing. Unfortunately, he is hurt on his shooting hand. He's got yep. a fractured finger. Cliff, do you think that the Kings have a chance? Unfortunately, no. Mm. Look, yeah, it's on his index finger shooting hand. You need yeah. that finger badly. You know? That is tough. And you know what? We've seen what Draymond did to DeMontis Sabonis. <laughs> what do you think he's going to do to De'Aaron Fox? What do you think? How hard That's is he going to swipe down on the ball? It's funny because, you know, the Lakers, we don't really have any enforcers yeah. right now. Yeah. Yeah. So you would have expected somebody to go after Jaw's hand, but nobody really has, to be honest. No. Yeah. Uh, even though clearly his hand is a, has affected him. It's, you yeah. know, he's, he's doing weird things. And he's turn played the ball great over. through it. So. He's clearly in pain. Yeah. I, I give him t- a tons of credit because he's playing through the pain and he's still playing pretty well. I mean, when you got Draymond... <laughs> De'Aaron doesn't even want to play this game, all right? Like, he doesn't even want to because he knows what's coming. He knows what's he knows, coming. He knows this man is going to try How to How many break times his is he going to grab at his hand, look down, and wince? How many times? Over under three. And the thing is, to hit a guy in the hand, in his shooting hand, is not very difficult. No. I mean, that happens tons of times on accident. So when you're Draymond Green, you're going to get away with that. Especially when you're driving in the lane. Yes. Everyone swipes at the ball. Dude, just swipe freaking hard at the ball, and you're going to hurt his hand. You're going to hurt his hand. And, you know, unfortunately. Unfortunately. (laughs) You need your hand. You need your hand. (laughs) You need your shooting hand. You need right, your Joe, index finger. Let's let's we I didn't have these on the docket, but let's just go right into it. We got two. Joe, Jason Tatum. He was ranked seventh. Promote or demote? Demote. Look. 
Should would you rather have Trey Young or Jason Tatum right now? <laughs> Trey Young. Let me just. I mean, cause come on, Tatum was terrible last night. Tatum Very was bad. terrible in a closeout game at home where you are heavily, heavily favored. Mm-hmm. You gotta put your foot on the throat and just end the series. Does Does Atlanta even? Let's be honest. Do they really want to even be like? Do they want to be in this series? Like, if you went up twenty five, you know, in ha- at halftime or something like that, is Atlanta gonna fight back? Like no. for real? No, they're not. They know gonna, their okay? season's over. It's one, two, three, Cancun. You're out of there. <laughs> you're ready to go home. I mean, look, you know it's it's a slim chance that you're gonna win the series at that point. Yeah. yeah. You're down three one, you're on the road, you're down twenty five at halftime. But what did the Celtics team do? They played this like it was the seventh game of the season, Cliff. Where's the fire? Bad. Where's the intensity? Where's the Jimmy Butler, Rayatsu like pouring out of you? The chakra like shooting out of you to your players, where they see you're fired up and they're gonna feed off that energy. There was one uh, guy that did that, Jalen Brown. He did. Yes, that. it was Jalen Brown, and shooting sixty five percent, dropping thirty five, but Tatum, nineteen points on thirty eight percent shooting. What did he shoot again? Seven for eight for twenty one. Eight for twenty one. Joe, nice. another another stat for you. He has not shot over forty four percent from the field in the last five playoffs. He's 40, shooting right now. Forty three percent, forty three percent, forty two percent, forty three percent, forty three percent. He's shooting forty three and a half percent right now. And Jalen, look, he's twenty six point six points per game. On 43.5%. Jalen Brown is 25.6 points per game. One point less. On 55%. 55. This guy's shooting 55% from the field and 44% from three. And why do people think that Jason Tatum is the best player on this team? It's confusing. It's confusing. Why why does everyone want to trade Jalen Brown? I don't know, man. I don't know. All right, last one, Anthony Davis. He was ranked 20 on ESPN rank. Promote or demote? <laughs> Push. Oh, wow, really? I mean, look, I'd probably promote him. But I get, here's the reason that they probably put him 20. It was because of his availability. Yeah. And he's been fine this season he's been okay like pretty good i would say even but how many games did he play 55 games or something yeah that's not great though no you know and if you're if you're Kawhi and you play 55 games you're a top 10 player Mm. if you play 55 games and the entirety of the playoffs Mm. at Kawhi's level you're a top 10 player if you're anthony davis and you play 55 games, you're a top 20 player. Mm. right? If you're Anthony Davis and you play 75 games, you're easily a top 10 player. You're a top 5 player probably. Right? But, I mean, 55 games, that's missing – What what is that? That's missing 20-some-odd, like 25, 27 games. That's a lot of games to miss. And unfortunately, even when Anthony Davis plays in the playoffs, every other game, he does not play well offensively. Yeah. What's up with that? He's like I mean, best d- player in the defend- league one day and then Cat yeah. the other day. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I think there's – the problem with AD is that he doesn't – he's not good at dealing with a double team. So once mm. they double him, he just immediately passes out. You know, or he tries to take it on the double team, which is doesn't usually end up well. He doesn't know how to accept the double teams. Kobe would always talk about this, right? Accept the double team and then look for kind of the weaknesses. So sometimes that's a skip pass, right? Sometimes you got to go because, you know, you have to find what's happening or you have to hit a cutter or something. And AD doesn't really do that very well. You know, he mm. turns it over in that situation a lot. So... I don't know. To me, that makes him not great. 
I guess I would push. Where would you? What would you put him? I put him up for sure. I think, man, he is so good. Like when he puts his mind to it. But see, but that to me, that's that's tough. Hmm. Because uh, okay, like let's let's go through. <laughs> I'll name a bunch of guys. Okay, okay, in the playoffs right now, or at least in the first round. Book, Butler. Okay. Under Kawhi under. Leonard, Anthony Edwards, over De'Aaron Fox, over Steph Curry, over Trey Young, under Kevin Durant, over Jamal Murray, John Morant, Jokic, Jalen Brown. Under. I mean, over. That's a lot of guys. <laughs> Embiid, uh, under. Yeah, look, he's good. He's really good. He's the reason the Lakers are in this position. For sure. I the thing is, whenever AD plays well, we win. Yeah. All right. Well, what, what one last thing, Cliff? Yeah, one last thing that I will I will say in AD's favor. Sure. Um. Lakers. Uh huh. He leads the team in plus minus. Uh huh. He's plus thirty two so far. Okay. Through the through through four games. Do you know who's the worst in plus minus on the team, Cliff? Who? It is LeBron James. <laughs> he is minus eight. Oh, we are no. up three one. <laughs> we are up three one, and he's minus eight. What is that? I don't. I don't understand. <laughs> Anthony Davis plus thirty two. Austin Reeves plus thirty one. Rui Hachimura plus twenty seven. Schroeder plus twenty one. D'Angelo Russell plus eighteen. And that's a bunch of zeros. And then it's minus two Malik Beasley, minus four Troy Brown Jr., minus five Jared Vanderbilt, minus eight LeBron James. Bottom <laughs> of the team. We're up 3-1, and he's minus eight through four games. You know what's crazy, Cliff? The four guys who are minus, they're LeBron guys. Malik Beasley, uh, Troy Brown, uh, Jared Vanderbilt, uh, LeBron. It's all the law of LeBron guys. Oh, no. I don't know what this means, but I, it's very fascinating to me that consistently LeBron is like the worst in plus minus. And if you look at the advanced numbers, it's even crazier. His net rating is like minus 2.2. Hmm. I don't I don't know what it means. I'm just pointing it out. <laughs> it's, it's super interesting to me. I It's something to track. I think it's something to, it's something to keep our eye on, you know. Uh, Anthony Davis's net rating is plus 8.6. Wow. And LeBron James is minus 2.2. I don't know what it means, but it's, it's interesting. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening to the People's Pod. Subscribe, like, comment, share, rate. Give us five stars. We'll be back next week with more nonsense. This is SBR with Cooper Joe. Peace. Peace.